0: That was Don't Go Breaking My Heart by the Backstreet Boys. You're listening to Chin FM here on 106.9. Kim and I are back again continuing this series of O-Week interviews which are designed to allow first-year students to feel a little bit more at ease with the subjects that they're going to be picking up going into T1 and T2 of 2020 and hopefully allow them to get a better understanding of how the subject is taught and what they can expect from their lecturers. So at the moment we are joined by Glenn Porter. Uh, Glenn, thank you so much for coming in and talking
1: with us. Uh, Thank you very much.
0: Uh, It's our pleasure. So Glenn is an Associate Professor here at UNE in criminology and his research interests include forensic evidence, CCTV evidence, crime scene documentation and processes, which all sounds incredibly fascinating. So um, he teaches CRIM 101, which is a foundation unit in in, which introduces organisation policies, practices and institutions that constitute the Australian criminal justice system. It takes on the approaches towards the Australian criminal justice system and is delivered through a combination of tradition and problem-based methods. It provides a foundation for study in criminology and the social sciences more generally so it is a fairly introductory but still very essential unit towards criminology degrees. So, Glenn, the first question we're going to ask is for students that do that are studying this unit uh, in a, from next week as part of T1. What can they expect from it? What does this unit teach in more detail?
1: Well, my T1, so that's in T2. That oh, subject. Ah, T2, sorry, my apologies. Yeah, that's T2 and T3. But my subject, uh, I have two subjects in T1, but the, uh, a very popular one is CRIM 304, which is forensic science in the criminal justice system.
0: Oh, wow, and is that something that students in a criminology degree would tend to study in second or third year?
1: Yes, second or third year, that's correct. And a lot of the law students uh, study that subject as well.
0: Okay, and what does that sort of delve into, the more forensic processes behind things?
1: So that looks at how forensic science uh, is how we engage in forensic science in the criminal justice system. Criminal justice systems, not just the court systems, but it's uh, policing, it's about community corrections, about a a whole range of uh, areas. But what we mostly do in the forensic science uh, subject is look at the concept of identification. So we obviously can't cover everything in forensic science in one one subject. So we focus a lot on what uh, identification means in the criminal justice system and uh, how uh, the different methods that are used, like uh, traditionally fingerprints, how fingerprints can identify people that were at crime scenes through lifting fingerprints at the scene, but also DNA, uh, which is more, uh, I guess, more contemporary. But where we're really moving to uh, at the moment is facial identification with the amount of images that are in society with CCTV and other other types and everyone's carrying a camera and a video camera around with them with a mobile phone. So um, what's what's really new is um, facial identification and I've been working with uh, doing some training for the Australian Federal Police and their brand new facial team and trying to get them them skilled in understanding image quality problems and how to be very careful when you get poor quality images. We also have a, a PhD uh, student who's just about finished who's looking at, trying to reclaim likenesses from poor quality cctv from um, using sketch artists forensic sketch artists so that they can be put into the biometric databases and searched in that way so um, so the the subject kind of deals with forensic science but it puts it in the context of what identification means what the evidence act and uh, how criminal justice interprets identification and, and uh, what are the mechanisms on how we can identify people.
0: Okay, that sounds fascinating. So I guess, too, um, just to bring it back to um, the CRIM, was it 314 unit, the 3, uh, what was the unit, sorry? The uh, CRIM
1: 304. 304,
0: sorry. So students that will be doing um, the introductory unit in T2 of this year, yep. does CRIM 304 sort of build on the skills and theories that are taught in that unit? Uh,
1: it certainly does, and it builds on the... Uh, other foundation subject which is offered in in criminology with dr jenny wise yes uh crim one o one hundred yeah which looks at cri- uh, crime crime uh, uh crim 101 the australian criminal justice system looks at then the how the justice systems deals with crime so so the two foundation subjects in criminology are the the one the crim 100 and 101 which does definitely lead into the Forensic Science program and others that we have in uh, the Criminology degree.
0: Oh, awesome. So I guess um, moving into uh, one of the main questions that a lot of students are going to be keen on hearing the answer to, what is one thing that students in these units can do to earn a better grade?
1: Well, there's only one one way of earning a better grade and that's working hard and studying. There's no shortcuts really. Of course. Uh, I think uh, doing re- reading being a uh, uh, Making time for reading is really important. It's really difficult in these very busy da- busy times and busy lifestyles that we all have, and when you're working and you might have children and you might have a family life as well to balance. So reading is uh, sometimes, fi- it's hard to find time for reading, but it's it's one of the critical areas. I th- I, I really recommend that you attend the, l- the lectures, certainly listen to them online if you're an online student, but uh, definitely do as much reading as you can and, and you've got to set you've got to set some study time up i mean we are just so busy in our lives these days if you don't set up time to study and have time for yourself to reflect and think um, it, it, if you do if you can do that you, you it makes study a lot easier
0: oh 100% absolutely so um, would you say that uh Students who, I guess, develop better practices in the introductory units, Crim One Hundred, Crim One Hundred One, and then this unit NT Two. If they maintain high levels of study, if they maintain high levels of self discipline, that will set them fairly well up on the road to getting, you know, a potentially high level mark throughout their entire degree.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It it it, it comes with effort. Uh, high marks only come with effort. It's not something that you can just do <laughs> no, for uh, without sure. without a lot of effort, and uh, you know some people strive for a pass, some strive for a HD. Everyone's different, uh, but it does take take work. But the rewards are really well well worth it. Absolutely.
2: Uh, so, what would be the best thing about your job? The best thing about being a lecturer.
1: Uh, the best thing about being a lecturer would be. Um, the communication I think I I enjoy dealing with students and dealing with my colleagues Uh, it's about talking about interesting things and uh, some sometimes very controversial things but it's it's you know the university provides a space where you can engage with conversation and uh, engage in ideas and uh, and (laughs) and think about how what we're doing in society, what the world's all about, and I think I find that the most um, appealing thing about being an academic is being engaged in the university environment, and that goes with dealing with students, dealing with peers, dealing with researchers, the whole lot. It's a a fantastic place to work, I'm very lucky.
0: It absolutely sounds like it. So I guess, um, not to be too negative, but on the flip side of that coin, what do you think the worst thing would be?
1: The worst thing, I guess, would be time pressures. Um, academics uh, appear to have a, a fairly idyllic lifestyle because they only have a couple of lectures a, a week, but we, work ac- we actually work very hard uh, to get material published. We have to do research as well as teaching, um, which is sometimes hard to kind of balance. But um, w- if, if you're going to be successful as, as an academic, you have to work pretty hard, and that usually means fairly long hours. I don't think that's the worst thing. It's uh, it's something I enjoy doing, so it's not a bad thing. But it does it can impact on your family life sometimes.
0: Oh, of course, and you know, working long hours and having to balance a family life alongside it can be certainly very uh, very challenging for um, for fairly obvious reasons. So it's yes, it's something that I guess lecturers have to try and balance as best they can, and we thank them for the effort that they do for obvious reasons. So um, just moving on to I guess. Um, back to your days as an undergraduate of university what's uh, something you wish you knew when you started out at university
1: wow that's a very interesting question i don't really have an immediate answer to that okay uh, i mean i think i think we're you know i was very young and um i, I maybe i i thought i knew a lot more than i did <laughs> so having an old head on a young shoulders would have uh, would have helped i guess uh, but the journey, the journey uh, through learning, is always been a very positive one for me. So, I kind of accepted that uh, there was some naivety at, at uh, earlier on, but I have no kind of regrets, and I'd do probably the same thing as I did before. I don't think I, I can think of anything that was, that that I would have thought differently.
0: Oh, that's awesome! It's good to have that sort of mentality of not having any sort of regrets or things that stick at you in the back of your head. That's pretty spectacular.
1: Thanks.
2: Um, so what's, is there something that you're passionate about, whether it's your research or something in general at the moment?
1: Yeah, I'm, pa- I, I'm a passionate photographer and um, have been most of my adult life and teenage life. And I've been lucky enough to incorp- incorporate that into my career and into my research. So I'm very fortunate in the sense I, I can combine my academic research with my, um, my personal interest. Uh, In in photography and, uh, yeah, I don't know where my life would be without that type of stimulus that I have and being able to engage in the arts and uh, particularly photographic arts. But um, uh, I'm I'm very, very fortunate I can sort of cross over into that and use my passion within my research and my job.
0: Absolutely, and I just um, I guess sticking on that for a moment. Is there anywhere where people can? Do you have any sort of uh, social media presence where people can find your
1: photography? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, I've just recently uh, opened an Instagram account, so it's Glenn Porter Photographer with a double N in Glen, and um, I've got some some of my portfolio up up on that on that site, and I have a um, professional Facebook page, Associate Professor Glen Porter if you want to look me up on Facebook.
0: There we go. And I think that there is certainly a lot of passion around the New England region. I've noticed for photography, so it's always pretty uh, exciting when we hear about new photographers that have you know, published their works, and I think it's a, a fairly decent passion to have given how picturesque the views from areas in the New England region can be. Absolutely. So um, just uh, moving uh, on a little bit, uh, do you have anything that you're listening to at the present time, music or audiobooks or podcasts?
1: Um. Well, I, I just recently uh, during the week I went to the Elton John concert in Coffs Harbour. Oh, um, awesome! And, I take and I'm it sure everyone, a lot of people from Armadale, I saw a few uh, university people there.
0: Was it as ex- was it as, uh, as fantastic as I can imagine it would have
1: been? It was. It's uh, absolute uh, professional. Um, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't just the spectacular showmanship and the. A, a, and the stage and the vision that goes with concerts these days a lot of the graphic graphic design and vision that that goes with it it's the quality of the musicianship was superb ah oh, that's uh, awesome the sound was amazing the he was entertaining as and uh, it's sad at 72 he's going to retire next year but uh, I guess everyone's got to retire some stage but, yes
0: yeah. and he certainly earned it, that's for he, sure oh, he's
1: been going around for 53 yeah. years he told he told the crowd uh, that's a long time to be at the top of your game
0: absolutely and obviously we um it is a shame that uh, this is this will be the last chance for Australians to see him on this tour so if you have had the opportunity uh, congratulations it's uh it would be a fantastic concert to see and we wish him all the best um, in his continued recovery from his uh, bout of walking pneumonia which he unfortunately suffered from a few weeks ago in New Zealand so all the best to uh, the magnificent Sir Elton John I um, do you have a particular favorite song
1: well I have lots of favorite songs I guess after coming from the being the Bedazzled by his uh, brilliance, I think uh, it would have to be an Elton John songs so. For sure. Maybe Crocodile Rock.
0: Ah, yes. <laughs> I can understand that. I think
1: Crocodile Rock was my first uh, 45 single as a, as a teen. Uh, I think I was about 10. Wow. Uh, I, uh, that was my first uh, record I, I, I purchased. Um, uh, it was Elton John Crocodile Rock. I think it was it would have been about 1973 or something around that time. Fascinating.
2: Um, so if you could do research anywhere, where would you do it?
1: Wow, Well, uh, well I hard to go past Armadale, particularly now at the moment. I mean it's beautiful and green. Um, I might have sent some other place uh, three months ago, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, certainly now in, it's, it's just luscious green and it's, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, Armidale is great. My previous university uh, was in North Queensland before I came here in Cairns, and that was a beautiful place as well, but very hot. I I I do really like the climate of uh, Armidale, the the high altitude, the the cold winters with the the fires Mm -hmm. to keep you warm. Absolutely. Um, And it's not too hot, which is nice in the summer, so uh, yeah, I'd pick Armidale
0: that's a fair enough reason uh, the yeah. climate of armadale is one of the main reasons i actually chose to come up here for university because um, i don't like the heat and i was sick <laughs> of being in maitland so I came up somewhere nice and cool so i guess just i'm um, sticking on the theme of uh, research for a moment or not necessarily research but more the teaching life of armadale is there anything that you would specifically change about the way that things are taught here at une
1: i think it's an interesting dynamic uh i mean I've been in academia for over 20 years now, and there is certainly a shift in how universities deliver their con- their teaching content. There's been a major shift in uh, with technology, so it, it's it's a bit hard for I guess the older academics to get used to sometimes, where we're teaching online as well as face to face, and we don't get so many you know in, in my in my days of teaching forensic science we would have you know, 100, 200 students in the lecture theatre. Those days are kind of gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 I, and I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just the way how things have evolved. And to be able to catch your lecture, and this is certainly something I didn't have when when I was studying, is to be able to, you know, wake up in the morning, make a cup of coffees, mm-hmm. get, open my laptop and listen to the lecture. I mean, that's an amazing um, ability, to, uh, amazing flexibility. Um, whereas we, if we miss the lecture, we would have to try to catch up with notes and so forth. Whereas now it's so much more flexible. So I, I think I, I think I miss the sort of theatre of the lectures with big big uh, you know numbers uh, in the lecture theatres. We still deliver in the lectures and and the theatres, and but the numbers are kind of a bit smaller. So so, so sometimes that's hard to get used to, but um, but I appreciate the technology and how that's really. Allowed us to study much more in a much more flexible way, and um, we are so much more time poor, as I mentioned before. So it makes a lot of sense. So, so I guess what could we do better? Um, I, I think the technology we use is pretty pretty good. I think we're going to see technology grow in this area, and we're going to have better tools to teach more online. So, I guess I guess I would say we could do things better online in the sense when technology gets better, we will will improve.
0: Absolutely. Given that so much of um, UNE's cohort of students tends to be online nowadays, um, further uh, developments and advancements in the way things are taught to them from an online perspective would be, I think, well-received by the community of UNE as a whole. Uh,
1: Yes. I guess the downside is that it's sort of um, the, the sort of collective culture within the with with on, on site is sort of diminishing it's a little bit I guess so that's 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 a, a bit of a negative but but you know we're, we're evolving so we have to evolve with it
0: absolutely
2: ah, okay um, so what's something about criminology um, that most people probably would get incorrect or like just think oh criminology is this or something
1: well I, I in my area, in the forensic science side of things, and the forensic evidence area, which I which I teach, how what is evidence, what is forensic evidence, what's identification evidence. Um, I was recently interviewed by ABC, and I was waiting online to, to for the interview, and uh, I was being introduced, and I heard the you know who are you sort of theme song. So, the CSI link with. Um, that's what I did, but yeah. it, it's not like television. <laughs> so no, of course. not so like I guess the shows. Yeah, yeah. so I, I guess the, uh, the television does distort what we do in criminology. Criminology is a, a, a very broad discipline, and there's lots of different aspects to criminology. And rural criminology is one of the things that we specialise in here as well, um, the, cr- uh, the, the criminal elements around um uh, crime that impacts um, rural communities. So, so that, that's really a, a big focus of what we do here at, in Armidale and UNE. Um, but but the, the, yeah, the, the, the television shows popularising the popular culture of uh, cop shows and lawyer, lawyer shows and exactly. forensic science shows, they don't offer a lot of re- realism.
0: Oh Yeah, that's fair enough as well. So I think um, just moving on to one of our last little lighthearted questions we have for you, what is your favourite time of day?
1: Definitely in the mornings. Uh, I love getting up early and um, making a cup of coffee and doing a bit of writing or a bit of uh, lesson prep. Uh, I try to write most mornings if my emails don't get in the road. um, I try to do my my writing in the mornings and I I find that the most enjoyable day or when I'm out uh, taking my dog Archie for a walk down the pine forest.
0: Yeah, of course, that's wonderful.
2: Um, Okay, let's see. If you had a chance to go to Mars, would you?
1: Uh, Definitely not. I think it would (laughs) be (laughs) too cold. Oh, fair enough.
2: That's understandable.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, um, do- uh, th- thank you so much, Glenn, for coming in and chatting with us. Um, we certainly hope that students studying criminology feel a little bit more at ease about what to expect in this unit and feel a little bit more uh, at ease with having, you know, um, heard a little bit about you and what your um, personal and professional interests are. Just to remind us to our listeners that if you do have a keen eye for photography and you'd like to look more, uh, look at uh, Glenn's photography a little bit more in depth, his Instagram handle is Glenn Porter Photographer and his Facebook professional page is Professor Glenn Porter. So um, again, we thank you from all of us here at tunefm for coming in and sitting with us we are going to be back in a little while with another interview before then we're going to play glenn out with crocodile rock rock by elton john you're listening to CHNFM on 106.9 the home of student powered radio